Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Rachel Zwain. She is the joyful mother. Um, She heads up the Facebook group page. What is it? I don't know. I always get those things mixed up. Is it a group? It's group. Yeah. And then on Instagram, it's account, I guess. I don't know. Anything works. Yeah. One of these days, maybe I'll figure it out. Uh, But you can find her on Facebook at Joyful Mothers and Instagram at Joyful underscore Mothers. Um, and, And she just brings encouragement. That's what she does. That's what the Lord has called her to do. And you will go on there and you will just find tons and tons of encouragement in scripture and just wise sayings that will get you through your day and um, just speak truth into your heart. So we are talking this week about the wise wife. We are leading up to Valentine's Day. And, you know, as we're thinking about Valentine's Day, maybe you're one of those wives who um, is like I was when I first got married and you expected your husband to romance you. You expected him to fill in the blanks and do all the things that all the Hallmark movies guys do, right? And they just sweep you off your feet and they take you on this nice romantic date and they bring you roses and they bring you chocolate. And, you know, they they do all the things that in our fantasy world, we think they should do. And then oftentimes when our husbands don't do that, we end up hurt and we think that maybe they don't love us as much as, you know, they say they do, or, you know, you choose to be offended by that. And Let me tell you, um, after 27 years of marriage, I have learned that it's okay if our husband does not live up to our fantasy of what we think they should be as husbands. Men are very different and some men do those things. They do. And and that's natural for them. But a lot of men don't do that. And it doesn't mean that they don't love you. And so here's my encouragement to you and my challenge for you. Do something to plan something for your husband and make him feel special and loved. Take on what you want him to do for you and not in a way of throwing it in his face and saying, you know, well, I did all the work and I, you know, brought the flowers and I brought the chocolate or whatever, but just let him know. Well, let me say, first of all, know what his love language is. That's the best thing to know first. Once you know his love language, do your best to meet his need in whatever way he feels most loved. And, um, And I I encourage you to do that because I think that will speak um, just volumes of respect and honor and love to your husband and therefore to your children because they see and they're watching um, what you do and how you Mm -hmm. respond to your husband and how he responds to you. So so we're talking with Rachel about um, wisdom and, and we're bringing wisdom from some Proverbs. And last episode on Monday, we talked about two points of wisdom. The first one was fearing the Lord and the second one was choosing humility Um, Today, we're going to talk about the other two areas of wisdom for the wise wife. I do want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great math curriculum, go to ctcmath.com. You've heard me say it over and over again. They are fantastic. Um, If you're looking for just something to maybe um, get math out of your lap and you not to have to teach it, CTC is a great way for you to do that. ctcmath.com. Check them out for free. Um, Now, Rachel. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad you're Good back with me. Back. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the other two areas of wisdom. What's the next one? Well, um, the wise wife controls her words. And this is a huge one, a huge one. It just, it never ceases to amaze me how much power that we have in these little mouths of ours to build up and uh, on the flip side to tear down. 
And it's so easy for us to be flippant with our mouths. You know, we have that familiarity, we get close to our husbands and our children as well. And we just become loose. We become loose with our words and we have to really take into account what God has commanded of us in scripture over and over and over talking about the tongue and how it can affect our lives so much and affect our relationships. And so we need to pay close attention to that. And so being able to control our words in marriage is going to have a beautiful effect on our marriages because we'll be able to speak life into our husband's lives and really be wise with that. But it does come down to what what's in our hearts, right? Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, you know, if we have in our hearts or in our minds and our thoughts, if we're thinking things about our husbands that are um, negative and we're frustrated all the time, then that's eventually going to come out of our mouths. And so it really does start with the heart and bringing our hearts before the Lord and really asking him to give us um, graciousness that we would have grace towards our husbands and think rightly of them. And, you know, there are times when we may feel just hurt by something or upset about something. And it doesn't mean that we just need to squash that down and never think about it again. We just need to bring it before the Lord and think about it in the right way. So it might be either we're going to um, just bring it before the Lord and we pray about it and realize, you know what, I need to just let this go. I don't need to discuss this with my husband. I'm being too nitpicky about it. And then on the other hand, you know, it could be something that is bigger and you feel that if you don't deal with it and discuss it with him, then it's going to be hurtful to your marriage. So you can learn to discuss that with him in the right way and in the right timing, but just making sure that your heart is right before the Lord in regard to your husband. And then it'll be a lot easier to say the right things because you're thinking the right thoughts. And so um, there are so many proverbs that talk about the tongue, and I wanted to just share a few of those right now from my notes here. But one of them is He who has knowledge spears his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. So, this one's just talking about, you know, um, lots of words, which can often be the way between us and our husbands, right? Because they're just right there, we're talking, we're going on and on about different things, and they're our best friends most of the time. And so um, you know, that means we're going to talk to them about a lot of things, but we have to be wise with many words, you know, when there are a lot of words flying and then all of a sudden you're saying something that, you know, is is hurtful. And so sparing your words, being very careful with that. And then that goes into Proverbs 29, 11, which is a full vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. And so certain things just should never be spoken, you yeah. know, all those feelings that are arising and oftentimes we just feel like, I need to say this, I'm going to explode. But God tells us, no, you need to not vent all of those feelings because so many of those feelings are sin. You know, yeah. in this day and age, we're told we need to share our feelings and no feelings are wrong. And, and we all have these big feelings that we need to um, be validated in. And, and that's not God's way. And so we have to be wise with, okay, I'm getting all these feelings. And so I need to be wise with what things I say and what things I don't say and how I say them. Yeah. And then a couple of other verses too, um, like in Proverbs 15, one says a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stands, sorry, stirs up anger. And this, I learned this when I was a kid, you know, my dad would always share this verse because he knew it, would, it was so applicable to um, siblings, but 
you know, just learning to respond gently, even when there's tensions rising and it makes all the difference when we can be that example of godliness, of responding in a gentle and loving way rather than just immediately reacting to the situation and all the emotions just flying out. So learning to control those words and learning to just let them, um, you know, be or, or dealing with them before they, they um, come out of our hearts, dealing with our hearts first. Yeah. One of the verses that you have here, um, which I think is so good, it's Proverbs 16, 24, and it says, pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Mm-hmm. sweetness to the soul and health to our bones. And, you know, words are really an issue of self-control mm-hmm. because we, you know, we, you said out of the, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, um, as, as we are growing again, as we talked in part one in our relationship with the Lord, we grow in our knowledge and understanding of him. And that changes our heart. And again, what comes out of our mouth, but even still, sometimes we might think something, you know, some harsh thoughts about our husband. And when we are self-controlled, we are able to control those things um, Mm -hmm. and not speak them because they might not be true. And Mm -hmm. even if they might be true, they may be hurtful Mm -hmm. and we need to care more about uh, protecting our marriage and protecting our husband's hearts than we do about Mm -hmm. getting our words out and and across. And we can still say what needs to be said, but in a loving and kind way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's you know it's talking about pleasant words are like like a honeycomb which if you've never had honeycomb mm, it's delicious <laughs> have you ever had honeycomb yes so yeah. good it's so good yeah. um mm-hmm. and so yeah it that is such a good proverb um and then another one uh, that you have is proverbs thirty one twenty six of course the proverbs thirty one woman she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness mm-hmm. and wow mm-hmm. you know God our kids see what we're doing. They hear what we're saying. They see how we react to our husbands. Um, they, they hear everything that comes out of our mouths, even Mm -hmm. if it seems like they're not listening Mm -hmm. and our words are so powerful, not just, um, the words that we say to them, but the words that we say around them. Um, Mm -hmm. and especially how we talk to their dads. I mean, that's a really important, um, lesson that our kids are learning, you know, and I often think that's how my girls are going to talk to their future husbands. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I really, I try to be careful in the things that I say to my husband and use wise words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I posted something the other day um, where I just said, be the, the kind of wife that you would want your son to be married to. Yeah. And, um, I think that's really convicting, you know, even if you don't have sons, but you know, being able to understand just the heart of that, of just, you know, we want, the best for our kids. We want them yep. to marry amazing people. Right. And so we need to be living that out in our own lives or we're being hypocrites. And so to be um, passionate for that, to be passionate, to be those kind of human beings yeah. that honor the Lord and that just make our husbands feel like the most loved men on earth. And yeah. so it's, it, it's a fight, you know, because our sinful nature is in there, our selfishness gets in there. And a lot of times it's hard to always be esteeming them above ourselves. But in the strength of the Holy Spirit, we can do that. And I love this one verse. I feel like it's so perfect for marriage. And Proverbs fifteen twenty eight says, The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. And I love this verse because I think that each of us are unique. And so within our marriages, we do have to learn how to communicate, study mm-hmm. how to answer, study what, how to communicate with our husbands. And um, because each, each marriage is unique, 
we have to take into account the personality of our husband and his likes and dislikes and when he would like to communicate about things and just timing and um, what things build him up and what things tear him down. So maybe some type of joking with one husband would be great for him, but another husband's uncomfortable with it and it makes him feel like he's being mocked or something, you know, and another might just think it's fun teasing. And so we have to take that into account and study how to answer in the sense of just praying through that and communicating with our husband's And my husband always talks about when he gives marriage counsel that within marriage, we should be communicating about our communication. Mm. And so that's been so helpful to us to be able to um, just sit down when everything's great and everything's peaceful and say, you know, how, how are you feeling about our communication? What's hard for you? What's, what's great? What do you, what are you blessed by? And what are the types of things I can do within our communication just to, to make you feel more loved and, And so um, one of the things that he's brought up to me before is just my timing that a lot of times I have really bad timing. And, um, and so, you know, it's like, even, even in that, I feel like I want to justify myself sometimes. Well, you know, I, I don't really mean, I just want to say something really quick, you know, when you're in a hurry and I, you know, just that kind of stuff where I feel like, what's the big deal about, you know, talking about this right now. Um, But to him, it, it is a big deal. And it is to me on the flip side, right? So I yeah. think it's not a big deal, but if it's done to me, you know, where I'm just bringing things up when things are stressful, you know, like late at night, I decide to bring some big right. thing <laughs> up and he's just like, oh, wow. You know, like that's just a can of worms. And so just really learning to be um, selfless with that because in my selfishness, I'm like, well, this is really heavy on my heart right now. So I just want to talk about it. And, you know, it's like, I think it goes both ways, right? Like sure. even just being able to just at other times, like he, he, his desire is to say, okay, let's talk about it. This is a little hard, but let's just do it. Cause he yeah. wants to be selfless and he wants to love on me in that moment because it would be helpful for me to talk about it. Um, but just, you know, learning those types of things, communicating with your husband about it. And, um, you know, I know that sometimes that's not always easy because some, some of us, you know, may have husbands that are a little more difficult to communicate with, right. but, but even just asking him, even if he's not asking you, you know, how you can change in that, then you can learn that and be praying towards, um, you know, that end and praying for his heart to be softened through your willingness just to die to yourself with those things. And, and I do think that, um, for most of us as wives, when a husband see us, buttoning our lips, then they're like, wow, you know, yep. like, really <laughs> when they see us not mentioning something or yeah. letting things go or not making a quip about something or right. responding with just grace and, and love. And, and, um, you know, I remember when we were first married, um, I would respond a certain way to, you know, like, let's say if my husband called me and said, Hey, I'm going to be late. I'd be like, Oh, you know, just like yeah. a, a response of like negativity. Yeah. He could hear the disappointment. Yeah. And so um, it it wasn't necessarily some big, terrible thing that I was doing, but it was just kind of like he knew if things were, you know, if he got busy and, and there were pressures and different things going on, that I was going to respond negatively and disappointed and just bummed. And, and that's just, you know, not helpful to him when he's got yeah. a lot of pressure on him. So I started to really work on, responding in the way that I knew I should, even though I was bummed on the inside, you know, and then if it's a bigger issue, like let's say he's coming home late, like every night for three months. And I'm like, okay, I think, 
I can talk to him about this. Like, what can we do? Could we do something about that? But not always just being predictable to be negative, you know, with my words. Yeah. Good stuff. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Rachel Zwayne. And if you hear her super cool accent, um, I, I love hearing her accents because she's from New Zealand. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, oh, it's such a mixed accent right now. It's just, who knows what it will be like in 20 years, but it's right. just because it's just not a you know, straightforward New Zealand accent. So no one ever knows where I'm from. Right. I'm just half California, half New Zealand. And that's <laughs> really strange now. So I love it. It's so much fun to listen to you <laughs> talk. You. Okay. So we're talking about the wise wife. Um, we're talking about four areas of wisdom and applying Proverbs to our marriage. And so we've talked about fearing the Lord, choosing humility, controlling our words. What is the last one? The last one is seeking accountability. And I just always think about how thankful I am to have some amazing godly friends in my life that I can go to and just um, be encouraged by. And there's so much strength in that. And we see that just the word is riddled with that about just how fellowship and um, community is so important in the body of Christ. And it just enhances your marriage when you have godly friendships. And so we should be seeking that out. And I know it can be a little bit um, discouraging to some women because they've tried to find that and they're coming up short. And so I just want to encourage those women to keep, you know, seeking for that and praying and being those types of friends to other people. Yeah. um, It's amazing how the Lord would just connect you with someone who's like-minded but we're told in scripture um, that we should be seeking counsel. And, you know, in Proverbs, we see that um, in Proverbs 15:31, it says, The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He will he who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Mm. And so within that friendship, there is that rebuke, and hopefully it's a soft, not a mean rebuke, but you know, when you have a healthy, godly friendship. We're able just to speak truth into each other's lives. And so, you know, if if I'm complaining and whining about my marriage, I know that my friends will just call me on that and say, you know, try to help me to have the right perspective with it and um, deal with it in the right way. And I just love how um, helpful that can be. And we also see in Proverbs 13, 20, it says, he who walks with a wise man will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. And, you know, we think about this for our kids a lot, right? But it's the same for us as adults, as women, that we should be walking with wise women and living life with them as best that we can. And maybe, 
you maybe you're in a season of life where you basically are just at home because you have a lot of little ones and it's very difficult to connect with people. And even when you go out, it's like impossible to carry on a conversation because you're chasing little ones. But even phone calls or texts and, you know, connecting with people or trying to set up a little coffee date once a month or something and just getting together and discussing marriage. And obviously you need to use wisdom with that. You need to be careful to um, protect your marriage and um, make sure that you're not just, you know, sharing things that are uncomfortable for you to share or that your husband would be uncomfortable with, but just being wise in that and being able to say, Hey, here's where I want to grow in my marriage. Will you keep me accountable? Will you pray for me in this? And it's just beautiful what the Lord does through that. Yeah. Amen. Accountability Mm -hmm. is so very important. I think something that most of us don't really think about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. in every area of our life, whether it's spending time with the Lord, whether it's homeschooling, you know, being a wife, being a mom, we need accountability because it's easy to just fall into, um, I don't want to say laziness, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. easy to kind of fall into a rut. Um, and we need to, we need to be there for one another Mm -hmm. as Christian women, Mm -hmm. we need to lift each other up and we need to know that each other, that we're praying for one another and that we have people to go to. Um, and we need to be talking about the tough stuff, you know, you don't want to be getting together with friends and just talking about, you know, shows and movies and the latest headlines. I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about that, that's great, but you got to get down to the nitty gritty because that's what we're there for with each other to sharpen each other. And it's just a beautiful design of the Lord. And there's so much encouragement that comes through that. And even for us just to start with being that to someone else and and showing that encouragement is, is wonderful. Yeah. I love that you talk about being that for someone else, because I think oftentimes we, we think, well, I need to go find that. And then Mm -hmm. we forget that we need to be that person Mm -hmm. to others. And I have found over and over again that when I am that person to others, you know, to someone else, that someone else becomes that person to me, you know, it's reciprocal. I mean, you, Mm -hmm. you, you know, and I mean, you're always going to have friends who are all about, you know, themselves and, and they have no interest in knowing, you know, you on a more intimate level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the Lord will bring people into our lives who will encourage us and bless us and be there for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the one to rejoice when we have joys and to cry with us and pray with us when we have sorrows and difficult times. And um, mm-hmm. it's so important to to have friends like that mm-hmm. in our lives um, and to have the accountability um, yeah. with those people. So such good stuff. We are out of time, but we're going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to share with you a little bit more about my testimony and what the Lord has done in my marriage and give a couple of um, tips myself of what the Lord has taught me. Um, thank you, Rachel, for being with us again today. We're excited. Um, just excited. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing with you and how you are having a chance to encourage moms all over the world, including in New Zealand. <laughs> There's no accent on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> so if you're, if you're following Rachel, you may not have even known that she had a New Zealand accent. It's really fun. Um, people can follow you again, where give, give your uh, joyful mothers on Facebook and then, um, joyful underscore mothers on Instagram. Okay. Sounds great. If you guys have not yet watched schoolhouse rocked the homeschool revolution, go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com and all the information will be on there for you um, to know how to watch it. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both 
watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.